Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Well, hello, this is the COB, a truncated one at that because we do have the last call to get to. But uh, I'm Kyle Rodder, of course, here with Danny Akuyo. Danny, it looks like we'll probably end the week a little lower. Uh, well, no, we're kind of um, almost two tenths of a percent up at the moment. So for the day, for the week, the day, maybe oh, a bit lower. I think might be a bit lower. Yes, I haven't lower, checked. Yeah. Apologies. No, 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 no. That's right. Um, I, I shouldn't have thrown that at you. But we'll get some um, what we have been looking at today by way of three themes. It's a nice little place to start because um, it does seem like we will end the week down by about point two, point three percent. But that's sort of a late fade, I suppose. Um, but you know, some of the things that we have been tracking more than just that uh, tech this week mm-hmm. has really shot the lights out. That seems to be pretty consistent uh, but we're all as always interested in interest rates because we do have that RBA and Fed decision next week to yep. well get and the ready P- for PCE tonight in the US exactly yep. and that will be so um, crucial as to what the Fed potentially does um, of course markets are pricing in that 25s in the barrel but um, well could there be another 25 after that will it be higher for longer all of these um, conversations will be had tonight and into next week as well so there is that and well a lot of corporate news too and yeah, a lot uh, of well, corporate news a lot of quarterlies this week and obviously stock mm. of the day my gosh yeah, exactly we wow were, we were looking at megaport is this one that you followed much because no. i only follow it because it seems to be incredibly volatile yeah. incredibly sensitive to the narrative yeah um and today it was up quite considerably but it has to be said it was quite a low base that it's running correct i think they're back to their march level so today so it is very volatile so so You've got to have a stomach for that volatility. But maybe we can see what our guests of the day, Josh Barker and uh, Grady Ruff, a wolf. Wolf, yes, they were joined Koshi today for for Stock of the Day, Megaport. Here's what they had to say. EO as well has just stepped in recently, so it could be a transformation time for the company and they could be starting at the bottom and hitting the ground up. So it's an exciting outlook for the company. Um, but yeah, we do like the fact that they're in the tech space. Tech has getting momentum again this year. So yeah, yeah it, it could be a buy rating soon, but at the moment it's just a neutral. He's come in at the right time, I'd say. Um, yeah. This was largely expected, their, their shift towards profitability. And that's what a lot of the you know larger tech companies here in Australia are having to do. Um, you know, the access to capital is really dried up so we've seen names like Xero um, mm. really start to switch towards profitability which Megaport was obviously forced to do um, you know it's up 40% today it's clearly a good announcement it's it's better numbers than what they were you know previously guiding the market but it's still back to the price that it was at at the start of last month I'd actually sell on this news just look at alternatives like Xero and realestate.com
Interesting. So I'd say a fairly neutral tone coming through yeah. there. And I think Josh's point at the end, which was, uh, well, there might be better opportunities to play at that tech space. Going to your point, Danny, before, pretty volatile. So uh, you have to have a stomach for that volatility if you do want to invest in it. But, um, well, today's short and sweet. And uh, we're going to bring in now Shane Oliver from AMP Capital, as he does every week to uh, run us through the week that was. Shane, great to get your insights as always and great to see you there. Um, it's been a bit of a late fade towards the end of the week. Uh, we're looking down the barrel of a big week of central bank meetings. Uh, how did you make, uh, what did you make of, of the week that was? Because it would seem that maybe sentiments are getting a little more bearish at the margins. Yeah, it, it, it sort of started off pretty messy, particularly in the US. Obviously, we've got those ongoing bank issues and that weighed on the US share market quite heavily and, and also flowed through to our market as the week progressed. We did get some good news on local inflation falling, uh, but I, I think global factors probably dominated. And then, of course, uh, overnight, we saw that strong rally in the US share market on the back of good tech earnings. Uh, obviously Meta and then earlier in the week we had Microsoft and Amazon and I think after market Microsoft and Apple and after market we've had um, Amazon and Intel I think so th there's been some good news on that front but it does seem as if markets are sort of feeling a little bit nervous about things I think so far this week the US market's very flat um, and our market's down slightly. So th those concerns are still there. Obviously, recession worries, debt ceiling in the US, bank issues, they're still there. But one big thing holding markets up has been good earnings, particularly out of the US so far. Yeah, and uh, Shane, we've obviously got the PCE out tonight in the US. Um, it may not be a market moving event. But um, what are you seeing for the RBA, their meeting next week? Do you think they're going to sit on their hands again? I think they probably will. And it looks like that's now consensus, just looking at a survey from Reuters. I just happened to see then, I think out of could have been 25, 30 economists. There was only about eight looking for a hike. The rest were on hold. Uh, look, look, it is a close call. Obviously, the Reserve Bank still sees inflation as being too high. Uh, they are concerned, according to their recent minutes, um, about the uh, surge in population growth adding to housing inflation. They also be a little bit concerned there that the negative wealth effect of falling house prices might be giving way to a positive wealth effect of rising house prices. They're also concerned about wages growth. Uh, so those things are all there, but by the same token, we haven't really got a lot of new information since the last meeting. We haven't got an update yet on retail sales that won't come out till uh, Wednesday of this week after the meeting. Um, and we did get those good inflation numbers coming in on the low side. They're, they're not good in the sense that what you would normally regard as good, but they're good relative to the March to the December quarter. And so that I think is a good sign. And it does provide the Reserve Bank with flexibility to remain on hold to better assess the outlook, which is what I think they will do on Tuesday, uh, remain on hold, probably keep the tightening bias um, and indicate that they're continuing to look at global growth, obviously inflation, labour marketing and household spending. But uh, basically our view is that they will leave rates on hold. Um, and that I think would be the right thing to do as well. 
as Danny said before, we do have that PCE index reading, which will really shape how the Fed, um, I guess, approaches this, this next decision. Markets are more or less pricing in that 25 basis points, but you've got cuts still pricing marginally at the back end of the curve. There's this sense that, well, there could be the need to go uh, higher still, at the very least, hold it higher for longer. So, I mean, what are you going to be expecting out of the Fed next week? What are you going to be um, listening for, especially when it comes from an investment strategy point of view? Like it's going to be an interesting one because I, I think from memory this takes them if they, if they do go 25 basis points which is 70 percent priced in by money markets and pretty much the consensus then that will take them to the top of the dot plot uh that they updated earlier this year or, or back in march so I, I think that would probably be it on the on the basis of what they've indicated so far um we are seeing uh, more evidence of a slowdown in the u.s economy it's a bit bit hard to read too much into that um, GDP data that came out overnight because it was distorted by inventory and a big surge in consumer spending at the very start of the year. But the evidence suggests that things are cooling down. We are seeing you know, a fairly decent decline, I think, in US inflation. Goods price inflation led on the way up. It's now leading on the way down. Um, and that, I think, will provide scope for the Fed to do a hike. Um, and then when you put that together with the, the banking issues, um, uh signal that's probably the top they'll, they'll probably maintain some sort of tightening bias signaling they may have to do more um but i think it will become less strident um yeah obviously the banking stresses are are a factor in all of this um it's not as mainstream as it was uh a month or two ago um the fed probably feels a bit more relaxed about it than it did but i reckon this week they're feeling a bit nervous a bit more nervous about it than they were a week or two ago um obviously the issue is still there with first republic and who knows who will be next um as that continues to unfold but that is going to be akin to a, a effectively a monetary tightening by the fed as lending standards tighten so my, my feeling is that they'll probably do 25 but obviously, you've got to watch the wordings around their forward guidance and also what Powell says in his press conference in terms of how hawkish or dovish he might be um, in terms of his comments. Yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes he uh, likes to, you know, knock the market on the head after it's been for a bit of a rally because obviously the wealth creation. What about the debt ceiling? Um, are we going to have a, 20, a 2011 rerun that we saw before under the Obama administration or is it going to be more amicable? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it's going to be more amicable, but I don't, I don't see the evidence of that. I, uh, you go, go back to 2011, I mean, it was quite a slide there, 20% or so, 20% or more, I think, and a lot of it occurred, 60% of the slide occurred after the debt ceiling was increased. That was when S&P downgraded the US's credit rating. But more importantly, the market started to focus on um, austerity as the deal to raise the debt ceiling led to cut back in government spending. Um, and, and that obviously weighed on the market. I, I, to be honest with you, this time around, we, we're faced with a very conservative um, Republican uh, members in the House. Uh, I, I, I was pleased to see that uh, House Majority Leader McCarthy actually managed to get a deal through because if he couldn't get a deal through, the Republicans on their own couldn't agree to anything, then how will the rest of uh, um, the relevant uh, people in the US agree to something on this issue? Um, so that's a positive sign, but we've still got a long way to go in all of this. It is in the interests of Republicans to see the US economy go into recession 
but they don't want to push that too far because Americans might blame them if a debt ceiling debacle is the cause of a recession. Um, so there's a bit of a balancing act for them by the same token the uh the democrats don't want to cut back government spending but i I reckon they realize that ultimately they'll have to compromise on this so i think we will get some sort of compromise solution but it won't come until the last minute and we will see the normal concern going into that to that uh x date whenever that is uh the treasury might say it's in june but i reckon it's probably still going to be in july sometime um so a bit of nervousness into that and maybe a little bit of nervousness afterwards as the market again focuses on uh, government spending cutbacks at a time when the US economy is slowing. And the other thing which gets a bit complicated here, and, and that is that the liquidity backdrop for the US market might turn a little bit negative on the back of this, because right now the US Treasury is drawing down on its deposits at the Fed and pumping that money to the US economy in the form of government spending and welfare payments and so on. Once the debt selling increases, they'll go back to borrowing money mm. uh, and uh sucking money out of the economy so the liquidity boost will suddenly evaporate so that will also be a bit of a drag uh the other side of that debt ceiling decision um sometime in the next couple of months so i suspect at the end of the day it's going to cause a bit of volatility um after the 2011 and 2013 episodes um raising the debt ceiling was relatively calm partly because a Republican was president for some of those years, but uh, I reckon we're now back to something around what we saw in 2011, maybe 2013. Dr. Oliver, great insights as always in the interest of time. Have to wrap up for today, but have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you next week. Dr. Shane Oliver there from Thank you. you too, thank you. Take care, bye-bye. All right, let's jump straight to the leaders and my guards. <laughs> Okay, so let's go and see the leaders and laggards now, starting off with the leaders. And, uh, well, I suppose Megaport will be up the top there, 41.2%, if you don't mind. Uh, But Pilbara. Yep, Pilbara. Obviously, the market liked the update on Mm. that one. They did say, though, that they're expecting lithium prices to continue to weaken um, until some of the Chinese battery manufacturers deplete some of their inventories. But... You know, good results, even though, you know, it was a decline in revenue, was a decline in average prices, but it's all about what's expected. Mm -hmm. And uh, clearly this was better than expected. Reliance also a bit of an update in the market. And we also had um, quite an interesting chat with Jason Tay today about that stock. And uh, he sees that one as definitely one worth having a look at. Really? Yeah, for the recovery in new housing stock. Um, Interesting. Okay, so it's a a housing story, is it? Yeah. Okay, very interesting. And uh, yeah, we've also seen Paladin there as well, uh, up by almost 4% Live 361, a company that has... Well, I suppose always been very generous with their time with us. Also higher for the day. Um, let's have a look now and go to the laggards. And there we are, zero resources dropping. Now, we were talking about zero resources yesterday after that update it delivered. Also yeah. um, mentioned a bit of a cost increase as well uh, associated with one of its plants in Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. It just seemingly extending that drop. So that's down 11.5%. Yep. Uh, nothing that we could see today necessarily. That, that, that No, that, I think it could be maybe a flow on there with yeah. some of these companies having, you know, quarterly updates and things. Ampol, I think, also had an update and the markets obviously yeah. responded to that. Interestingly, Telix 
pharmaceuticals made that small acquisition in the AI space in Germany. And, you know, maybe people are just saying, wow, it's just run so hard. We'll take some yeah. profits on that one now. Well, that's the thing. I didn't see the details of the deal, but I don't know if they're paying for it by their own shares or, or funding it some, some, some way like that. But um, there's always a circuit breaker. We've been talking for a few days now that Telix has run up almost 20% after reporting that trading update. And, uh, well, it would seemingly have put uh, the kibosh on that perhaps um, but you know again if you're an investor in Tilix you wouldn't be too dissatisfied with what you've got so far a modest 3.4% otherwise a bit of a materials focus today when it comes to uh, the sale of Capricorn metals on there as well as Regis resources and uh, last but not least let's just quickly have a look on what's going on overnight there's just small cap plays we won't uh, emphasize those too much um, we'll leave those to a, a, another week another day perhaps but what's on overnight now and well we said it before pce index but also a couple of results from chevron and oh, that'll be interesting. oh well that'll be very interesting mm. yeah because obviously they were the winners last year haven't been winning this year for obvious reasons we've seen weakness in the oil price etc but yeah i think the market will be looking for some indications of what's happening in the oil space yeah without a doubt two of the world's biggest energy players they're reporting tonight so it could be interesting but hey we've run over time uh so in the interest of that we will uh, wrap it up there remember you can catch up with all the views and interviews on our website and that over the weekend uh stick around we have the, the last call coming exactly. right up the cob is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.